Help I Get a Mac, podcast episode number 129. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of help i got a mac my name is cliff ravenscraft and today chris biting is going to be on the line with us but it's going to be a little bit different than what you're used to hearing on the help i got a mac podcast but that's okay because getting chris's expertise especially on a week like this week is very important because my friends there's some new apple news to talk about that's right some brand new macbooks or no not macbooks I think it's not MacBooks. I think it's a brand new iMacs, new iMac or a new Mac Pro, and a couple other Apple products that Chris is going to tell us all about right here and right now. And I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring Chris on the telephone line. Chris, can you hear me? Okay, I hear you loud and clear, man. Excellent. So, uh, Chris, tell me what's going on in the world. Well, first of all, what's going on with the telephone? <laughs> I'm at the Cincy uh, social media. Uh, event right now uh, in Cincinnati, downtown. Uh, Six Apart's hosting it. It's just a kind of a morning meeting. They do these once a month, and I've been in quite some time, and I'm kind of reminded why I'm not, why, why I normally don't come to these things. I'm not really a marketing person. Yeah? I'm more of a content creator. A content so. creator. Well, it's important to network. That's certainly uh, certainly important. But uh, at least I'm I'm glad we were able to get you on the phone for for at least a short bit, just to tell us what's going on with all the Apple products that have just been announced. Because you know, I I hear four core, twelve core. It means no difference to me. I yeah. I three Apple chip core, what whatever all this junk is. So I need somebody like you to help break this stuff down. Apple shut down its. Uh, it's uh, Apple Store online for a yep. couple hours this week, and when it came back, they started uh, t- saying, hey, welcome to the new um, iMac, but what's different now than what was there before? Uh, what we're looking at is faster processors across the board. Um, the new iMacs have, starting off with an i3 processor, going all the way up, I believe, up to a four-core uh, processor that you can get in your, in your iMac now, and up to 16 gigabytes of RAM. Uh, so these are serious, serious machines. It's, it's one of those things that if you were thinking about getting a Mac Pro, if you want to drop, you know, three grand, you can get an iMac and, and you know, be good to go. Um, so there's no more Core 2 Duos on the iMac line at all, which was not the case before. The upper, upper end, it was on the 27-inch, had, you know, the iCore processor, but now all of them do. Okay, so basically a couple, I don't know, what was it, about five months ago, six months ago, <laughs> I went out and got my iMac. And I got the the lowest end iMac at the time because I you know I, I didn't feel like I needed a whole lot more processing power. So you're saying that what I would have got for the higher end today, I actually get on the lower end for for the same price point. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of what Apple does. They keep the price points the same, but they shift everything over one. So um, I'm not sure. I think you've got a Core Two Duo, don't you? I have no clue what I have. I, I, all I know is is whatever the the you know the uh, what was that the sixteen ninety nine twenty seven inch iMac. Right, you got the baseline twenty seven inch, which yeah, the, the processor's been updated now. Um, I think it's also got a terabyte of hard drive space. 
Uh, actually, um, yeah, you're right. It does. It comes with one terabyte. Now, if I'm the, I did get a terabyte hard drive when I got mine, so maybe I did upgrade that. Yeah, they're cheap. So yeah, but yeah, that, that was uh, that was one of the announcements. The other one, um, there was three announcements. The other one was all new, finally all new Mac Pros um, that go all the way up to 12 cores, which uh, 12 core uh, Intel Xeon processors, and um, you can also put the four SS uh, drives in them, you know, solid, solid state drives, um, which would make it really, really, really fast. Uh, those are not out to buy yet. Those come out um, in August, I believe. So it's kind of weird, Apple pre-announcing something. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, I think what happened is, uh, I, I know you and I both listen to MacBreak Weekly, but there's there's just been a lot of speculation with all the iOS stuff that maybe Apple's not as concerned about their desktop computing line, and perhaps maybe they're they're kind of laying it out the pasture and stuff like that, which I think is ludicrous that this that this kind of conversation is going on. I mean, obviously. There's still a major place for for desktop computing. In fact, well, if, you, if you want to write apps for the iPad or the iPhone, you have to use a Mac. Absolutely, absolutely. But and well, I even heard you know, gosh, Leo Laporte, and they'll say, well, you know, maybe maybe that's the only reason they'll do this is so just to. But that's it's just silly talk. I mean, yeah, well, I, I have to use After Effects. I'm not going to use it on an iPad anytime soon. No, and I've certainly taken a look at the iMovie application on the iPhone, and I've played around with Keynote on the iPad. Just like, no, you're not replacing the desktop with these mobile devices. Yeah, a lot of people have to realize this is like, you know, the iPad and the iPhone, as far as the development goes, is like 1984 for computers. You know, we're we're just on the the beginning of, of what all this stuff can do. So, you know, give it 10 years, and then maybe we'll see something different. But... You know, I don't think the, the desktop, laptop computers are going away anytime soon. No, absolutely not. And and of course, um, I, I think that they uh, did some great things here. Now, one of the things I can say, who, who is it do you think needs a Mac Pro instead of going with just one of the, the 27-inch iMacs? Uh, if you've already, one, if you've already got like a 30-inch display or something, which, um, you know, the discontinuing. But anyway, uh, I, I would say, you know, if you were doing big-time 3D rendering game development, you know, that kind of big, big stuff. You're definitely going to need a Mac Pro where you can load it up with 12 cores and throw a whole bunch of RAM into it, a bunch of drives and stuff. Um, but for, I would say for a majority of people, though, they would buy just fine on an iMac. Yeah. What about... So these are these are not desktops. Like, you know how you can go like a Dell Inspiron desktop for like, you know, 400 bucks. These are workstations, and people have to realize that these things are not... Yeah, they, they put some serious iron inside these boxes. Yeah. I, no, I will tell you, I, I actually feel like I'm a pretty hardcore user of my desktop computer. And I got the 27-inch iMac. <clears throat> Again, not the not the latest, you know, you know, 15-core whatever processor. But I, I, I just got the, the standard 27-inch, uh, which the new one's even better than what I got now. But it doesn't matter. I mean, I... Am doing par- you know parallels running in the background. Have XP running all the time. I do uh, Adobe Audition processing of audio in the background while I'm actually in another screen on another in spaces. I'm using um, you know video editing software, rendering videos, and I'm doing mm-hmm. Adobe Photoshop, leaving it running and and stuff like that, and and 
you know, two different browsers going, Skype open. I've got all of this stuff going and and it just runs great. I mean, it yeah, really, I have no problem at all. And I only got four gigs of RAM. So the only, time I, the only time I ever see a slowdown on my machine is when I'm doing one of two things, either rendering out like high def, because I do everything in, in at least 720p, if not 1080 uh, in After Effects. And, and, you know, I have to set up my render and then walk away from the computer for an hour or two while it does my while it does its thing, and it uses every ounce of my computer. Well, which computer do you have, though? I have a 13-inch MacBook Pro. Which right. Has, it has four gigs of RAM and a Quartz Duo processor. So, yeah, I used to have though. I, I I believe that if you were if you had the 27-inch iMac, I don't know. I, I I believe you probably wouldn't have to walk away. I think you'd be our, able to do some other stuff. Our specs are pretty close. You believe think? it or not? Yeah. I I have a hard time believing that a laptop can do that though. I mean, to do the same that a that a desktop can do. Mm, you'd be surprised. The iMac typically, up until recently, has had it's basically a laptop guts inside uh, inside of a bigger monitor. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> now uh, the, the Apple did release a couple more things. Um, one of which is they're discontinuing discontinuing the 24-inch display and the 30-inch cinema display. Uh, they're still selling them uh, until supplies run out. In September, they're releasing a 27-inch uh, cinema display that uses the same kind of IPS technology that the iPad uses. So it's going to be a really, really, really high-quality screen. It's going to go for $1,000. And if you check a, a comparable monitors you know, with Dell and something like that that has the same kind of quality as this monitor has, Apple's actually $100 cheaper. So that comes out in September, and then finally Apple released the Magic Touchpad. Yeah, and uh, which is like a they took like a big touchpad for like your MacBook Pro, and they made a desktop a wireless Bluetooth Bluetooth version for all the gestures and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, I doubt I would ever use it. I, I really like my Magic Mouse. So I, you know, for sixty nine bucks, I'm thinking it's a little overpriced. Mm hmm. That that's my feeling on it. Um, no, although it would be neat to see what it would be like um, to have that instead of using a mouse. But you know, I kind of I, I, now I happen to be a fan of this. I, I don't even know what they call this one anymore. The the latest version of the mouse. What is it called? The magic mouse. Yeah, the magic one. I, I like it. It's, yeah, me it's too. It's thin, ultra ultra sleek, and uh, it's got the touch gestures on the top of it. I I, I really like this mouse. And I have a hard time thinking of giving up a mouse to go to a you know a Bluetooth trackpad. Yeah, the only time I ever use uh, any kind of touchpad is on in Photoshop, but I use my my Wacom tablet. And uh, I, I just remember Apple did release one more thing, um, and this is kind of a weird thing, but it's actually kind of neat. Uh, they released rechargeable batteries and a battery charger uh, for thirty dollars. You can get a battery charger that apparently uses a lot less energy. Uh, than than most chargers and six nickel metal hydride AA batteries for thirty dollars and I checked on Amazon that's about the same price as everybody else so you get some really nice cool looking batteries and a charger for all of your wireless devices like your Magic Mouse your trackpad your Bluetooth keyboard so on and so forth yeah the the battery charger is is, is nice the one thing I do notice though is like I, I have a Duracell and an Energizer one uh, I have two different nickel metal hydride battery chargers here it's about the same price as what I paid for those uh, the only thing is though is both of my both of my 
chargers can charge four batteries at a time, whereas the Apple one can only charge two at a time. Right, and, right. And I happen to have some, um, and, and not only that, but the, uh, the Apple device only charges double A's, does not charge triple A batteries right. at all. Um, and so I think that's because of all the Apple devices use double A's only. So right, right. But what I'm saying is, for a comparable pi- price with the other ones, you get the ability to charge four batteries, mm-hmm. and you can also charge, you know, the triple A's. But it's not a it's not a bad deal. And and uh, the only thing is, though, I, here's the crazy thing: I have a, an aluminum keyboard right here in front of me. This is an Apple keyboard. Now I have two of them: one for my Mac Mini and one for my. 27 inch iMac the 27 inch iMac aluminum keyboard for some reason only takes two batteries but yeah. my older one the one that i had bought previously takes three batteries <laughs> okay so here's my problem i get the apple keyboard or the apple charger and by golly it comes with six batteries that's great but my batteries are all run down inside of my one apple keyboard that takes three well i pull two fresh ones off what do i do about a third yeah I'm sorry, Apple. You missed the boat on that one. Give us the ability to charge four batteries. See, I've, never, I've never even bought like rechargeable AA batteries. I'm, I'm thinking about maybe, maybe not using theirs. I've, I've heard Sanyo makes really, really nice ones. Like those are the gold standard for, for rechargeable batteries. So, it's, if anything, Apple's got me thinking about getting some because I do go through batteries quite a bit. Well, I, I started going through batteries a lot when I went to digital audio recorders, and I was out in the field uh, recording yeah, you're a lot. And so I went to I went to nickel metal hydride and and you know I'll never go back personally. In fact, we're going to talk about that on uh, today's podcast. Answer man, somebody has some concerns about the batteries going dead too fast in these recorders. But uh, but yeah, I, I I'm a huge fan of them. Um, and I have I have one made by Duracell and I have one made by Energizer and they're both pretty good. I mean, you don't get as much battery life out of nickel metal hydrides fully charged as you would like a you know alkaline. A, a, an alkaline duracell mm-hmm. um you know or or one of the really high-end energizer batteries but the thing is is you get i can get at least a solid hour out of them in a digital audio recorder uh or i can get a you know about two or three weeks out of them in my you know wireless keyboard or mouse right right and you know you've got to. I always have you know eight more on the charger. So exactly. exactly. Well, that's what that is. What Apple has released today and or this week, and also uh, StarCraft Two came out, which actually taxes my system more than anything. Really? <laughs> so Star. So you got StarCraft Two for the Mac, and can for the you, Mac. and you can play against people who also have StarCraft Two on the PC. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and and have you how much how many hours have you been playing with that thing? Uh, four or five. Yeah, I'm in between some jobs right now, so I figured I would play a little bit. Well, let me ask you this: uh, so you're saying it's tasking your system? I mean, in in what ways is it slowing down? Oh no, I just have to run everything lower. It won't run at all. You have to run things lower. What does that mean? Uh, you can set the quality of like how the graphics are in the game. Oh, okay. At lower, it won't run very well at all. Gotcha. But if you but, had maybe the ATI Radeon HD fifty six seventy with five twelve megabytes of RAM on the on the card or on the new twenty seven inch nineteen ninety nine model with one gig of graphics RAM, something like that would probably you know kick that thing into high gear. Right, and what, well, I've also heard things that if you run it in boot camp, it runs better too because the video drivers are actually better 
from the manufacturer because Apple wants to run their own video drivers. So there's some kind of brouhaha going on right now about that. So we'll see what happens with that. Wait but a second. Run it in boot camp. So, so run it. You open up boot camp and load Mac in boot camp? Well, I, I, you, you lost me. No, no, no. The, the, the game runs on both Windows and Mac. Oh, okay. You run the game in Windows using boot camp. You actually have better performance. Ah, okay. I see what you're saying. So, so the test that you, out today to see if that's true or not. So, when you buy the disc, you get the disc is actually ha- has both the Mac and the PC version on it. Yes. Ah, okay. Huh. Interesting. Well, Very cool. Well, let us know. Yeah, that's what I will, and that's uh, that's pretty much what came out this week. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, I will let you go and uh, get back to your social networking there, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. All right. If anybody's playing, um, if anybody's playing StarCraft Two, uh, look me up. You can actually link your Facebook account to the game and find your friends. So do that, and uh, just find find me on the game, and we'll play. Sounds great, Chris. Thanks a lot for everything. All right, man. Bye bye. All right, bye. Well, there you go, my friends. That is the product updates. Now, Father Roderick is saying that you know when you do order your your iMac online, you do have the option. Now, it, it's just an option. You can either get the Magic Mouse or the Bluetooth uh, trackpad. If anybody out there gets the Bluetooth trackpad and you try it out, let us know what you think. I would love to hear from you. All right, so we are going to take some time to uh, listen to some of your audio feedback that you've called in, and this comes from Thor, and he's got his Apple Store experience, and I'm glad to say it's a good one. Cliff and Chris, hi, this is Thor from St. Louis. And I want to tell you about a recent Apple Store experience. I bought two iPhone 4s the day after they came out. One's for me, and the other's for my wife, as a surprise when she comes home from Syria at the end of July. Now, I'm 95% sure that my wife will be completely satisfied with the new iPhone. However, all the hoopla over antenna gate and the proximity sensor problem has given me that 5% of doubt And even though Apple's giving out free cases, and even though my wife always kept her old one in a case, I'm just not 100% about it anymore. Unfortunately, since I bought them on 25 June, the 30-day return period is going to expire before my wife gets home on 29 July. I thought about returning it and just rebuying one before she gets home, but my local Apple stores are still having trouble keeping the 32-gig version in stock. So I went to the Apple store. I went to the one where I bought my wife's iPhone, and I explained my problem to a genius and his manager. And what did the manager recommend? He said that it would be no trouble at all to just return my wife's iPhone, and then he would literally resell it right back to me. That would just restart her 30-day return period, and all I'd have to do was replace the SIM card. Wow! He, He completely took me at my word regarding the situation, and he didn't even open the box to like check the iPhone. He basically just gave me a free restart on my 30-day return period because I asked for it. Awesome. This wasn't just the best possible resolution to my situation. It, it also required a trust and an acquiescence from a company that I hadn't even imagined. Um, now, Apple isn't the best company ever. But... I've bought uh, a total now of four iPhones and two MacBook Pros, and they've consistently provided me personally with the best customer service experience that 
I've had in my 27 years. And that earns them a win in my book. Thanks, Apple. And thank you, Cliff and Chris, for letting me share. I love the podcast, and uh, keep up with the infotainment. All right. Thor, thank you very much for that. I'm always glad to hear when Apple gets it right. You know, they don't always get it right, but, uh, you know, I think overall they're a company that gets it right more than they get it wrong. So I am very delighted to hear that you had such a wonderful experience uh, in in the uh, the Apple store. All right, we're going to move on next to Chef Mark. He's called in. He's got some questions about his iPhone 4 whether or not he should be using autofill, and he's worried about his left speaker not working on the iPhone. All of that and more right here. Hey, Chris. Hey, Cliff. It's Chef Mark here with a question and feedback for Help I Got a Mac. Uh, I have the new iPhone 4, and I really love it. It's got great screen resolution. Um, The video is pretty good, despite some not-so-great image stabilization uh, software, which they could improve on. Um, The question I'm calling in about is with um, the in iTunes, the whole automatically fill free space with songs choice. Uh, when the 3.0 software, I believe, came out, uh, that was a new option. I thought that was really, really great. So I would, I would do that, and it would just, you know, each time it synced, it would it, at the very end, it would look and see how much free space was there and just fill it up with songs. Um, now, of course, uh, I was using the old iPhone, the original 2G iPhone. Uh, and so that wasn't an issue for me because uh, I wasn't taking a lot of photos and video. And of course, with the new iPhone, uh, I really want to have space for video. So my question is how to manage both. Like, I really want to have my, my random free songs thrown in there, but I also want to have space to shoot video. And uh, as of now, I've unchecked the fill free space box because, you know, I don't want to be shooting video and be told, oops, you're running out of room, uh, and then I have to go and delete stuff, um, which, of course, I can't delete the songs. So is there, do you know, have you heard if there's anything in the works to improve that or fix that or to, to say, hey, you know, fill the free space with songs but only this much? Um, that would be a great thing. Secondly, um, I talked about this briefly with Cliff, but I, uh, am in listening on my, on my iPhone, I realized that there's only sound coming out of the bottom right speaker when I play music or when I play a voicemail or something like that. And I thought that, you know, you see on, on the bottom, they look like there's two speakers. Um, and I thought, well, one is broken. So I went into the, I, the Apple store and she said, no, 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 it's just the right speaker is, is only. And she said some kind of cockamamie thing about how the right speaker uh, is, is designed to play music so that the left one can be free to play system sounds, which seems kind of weird. Cliff seems to think that the left side is, is the microphone and it's always been that way. But I seem to remember in my original iPhone that I had sound coming out of both speakers um, when, when I would play music. So anyway, if you can answer both of those, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. All right, Chef Mark, great to hear from you. And, uh, the first question is, you know, is there a way to, I, I think the first, I think the answer to your first question is you can't have your cake and eat it too. You have to decide, I think, you know, is this primarily an iPod device for me or is this going to be a portable uh, camera solution for me? Uh, do I want to be able to do do I want to be able to fill up every single morsel of space with all this music that I have? Or do I want to kind of reserve a little space set aside for for, you know, taking, you know, HD 720p video or or some, you know, five megapixel uh, camera images uh, the good news is this. Let's just say you go into your iPad, your solution there, and you, your um, 
your iTunes and you tell it to fill up all your free space. Here's the situation. If let's just say you're out in, at a place and you're looking and it's like, oh man, I only have this much sp- free space left. You can go to your iPod and uh, I'm going to just do this now real quick here uh, just to confirm. I, I know I can do this on videos, but uh, I'm wondering if I'm going to be able to do this on audio. So I'm going to go into uh, this one particular uh, playlist I have right here and I'm going to swipe the song. Oh, and sure enough, I can't do it. Actually, let me go to the top and if I hit edit... Oh, yes. So if I hit edit, I can actually delete songs that way. Um, it looks like I can delete the entire playlist uh, up at the top. Um, so I believe you can go in. I, I'll tell you what. I am going to go ahead and click delete. And it says delete playlist. Boom. Gone. All right. So I'm not sure if that actually deleted the entire all of those songs off of off of the iPod. I do know that when it came to, you know, when it comes to audio podcasts, I can go in here and I'm just going to look at a, um, a a podcast here, Zig Ziglar. I'm just going to swipe and hit delete. And yes, I can delete both audio and video podcasts off of there just by doing some swiping. So on the iPhone, uh, you do have the ability uh, now to actually delete some of those items off of your list. My suggestion, though is is it, at least what I do personally is I go in and create playlists of music that I definitely do want on my phone and that h- hardly ever takes up more than maybe two gigs of space I mean if that uh, so it, it leaves a lot of free space for what I want to do most which is be able to capture some HD video or a lot of photos or stuff like that when I'm out and about and on the go as far as your issue with your left speaker working not at the bottom of the iPhone, uh, it's because there is not one. Just as I had told you on the phone, I had uh, went to the website and looked at the specs. And, of course, they do give you a diagram of the phone and all the different little uh, things that are there as the features. And the bottom right little piece down there that has the little mesh on it, that is your speaker. Uh, and on the bottom left, it's a, on the iPhone, it looks identical to the one on the right, and it's got a little mesh on there, and that is one of your two microphones. Now, the bottom microphone, of course, is the f- microphone that they use for the telephone and all of that other stuff. And uh, on the new iPhone 4, there's another microphone. It's a little tiny pinhole just to the right of the headphones jack, and that is a noise-canceling mic. And what that does is it's listening for background noise so that it actually can better pinpoint in software and separate your voice from, let's say, ambient noise in the background. So it's very, very cool. But yeah, there is only one speaker. And as far as I know, Chef Mark, um, even going back all the way back to the original iPhone, it's always been that way, that the bottom right is your speaker and the bottom left is your microphone. Anyway, thank you for the call. I love hearing from you, and I hope that you'll call in again soon. And we're going to move on next to Wayne and let Wayne's question uh, or feedback round things out here for this week's show. Hi, Cliff. Hi, Chris. This is Wayne Henderson from the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan podcast. Calling in for help. I got a Mac. Just listened to your most recent episode, and a caller had called in with a little more information regarding the whole unpassword Dropbox integration uh, and other ways to maybe do similar things that I brought up in a previous episode. And I appreciate each and every bit of information, little tidbits, ideas, and suggestions. And I noticed that it must have been later in the day after you recorded Help I Got a Mac, 
I noticed that my Dropbox app on my iPad came out with an update, and one of the things listed in the updates is that it now officially has integration with 1Password. So I've downloaded the update, haven't had a chance to dig into it to try to figure it out or exactly what's going on, but I guess what I only brought up may have been something that was just uh, rumors or, or just in progress or something, and now it looks like it's officially there. I just need to figure out how best to use it. Do you guys have any suggestions? Did you notice that uh, you updated your Dropbox app, that that was one of the little nuggets listed in there? Talk to you later. Thanks, guys. All right, Wayne, thank you very much for calling in, and uh, I'm glad that that you know you figured out how that works. I have not seen that because I don't use uh, 1Password myself. I do see Dropbox had added the functionality, though, where not only can you associate certain files and applications to save stuff to Dropbox, but now you can actually send data from Dropbox to certain applications. And, of course, uh, you know that, that stuff's you know, rapidly changing, and uh, I'm looking forward to the day where Text Expander will actually be able to look and grab all of my settings that synced into Dropbox. So, um, you know, so what you're experiencing with One Password, I think it's great as long as you like that software. Which Father Roderick in the chat room saying One Password with Dropbox works really well. Very cool. But I am I'm really desperate for a couple different things. I would love to see um, Dropbox integrate with um, with uh, Text Expander, and I would love to see multitasking allow Text Expander to actually work with my snippets inside of the Mail app and other things. Well, folks, that's our show for this week. Again, I want to say thank you to Chris for uh, for actually calling in. Uh, and, and making sure that we had some information and updates on the, uh, you know, all the new hardware coming out from Apple. Anyway, we'll be back again next week. Give us a call with your audio questions, your feedback, 859-795-4067. Again, the phone number is 859-795-4067. Until next time, everybody, join the community. Join the community.